Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. I'm Paris Hilton, and this is Trapped in Treatment, a weekly podcast of shocking survivor experiences and stories from an industry plagued by controversy. With my hosts, Caroline Cole and Rebecca Mellinger, we will uncover the truth of one teen treatment facility each season. First up, Provo Canyon School. This one is personal. Listen to Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, I want to come through the screen and hug you. Hey everybody, Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO, and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show, and I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played Chuck Bass. Is this Michelle Trachtenberg? I'll never tell. Hey, I'm Taylor Momsen, and I play Jenny Humphrey. Hi, I'm Sebastian Stan, and I played Carter Payson. That was one of the reasons I liked the character Jenny so much, is that she was very relatable. The whole thing was such a joy for me to do, and I was just so thankful that people responded the way they did to what we were doing. This really was just, like, wonderful. I, like, have, like, warm feelings inside. Yeah, me too. I'm giving you air hugs. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Raven Simone revealed why she didn't want her That's So Raven spinoff character to be a lesbian. John Mulaney opened up about the intervention his fellow comedians staged for him. And we're talking with writer Jessica Lucas about TikTok's growing dissociative identity disorder community. It's September 9th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Okay, so kicking things off today, if you're wondering why Raven Baxter isn't a lesbian on the That's a Raven spinoff Raven's Home, Raven Simone has finally cleared it up. She said that Disney did ask her if she wanted to make the character gay, which, Stephen, that feels very big to me. (laughs) Like, we're going to talk about that after. But she then said, quote, The reason I said no wasn't because I wasn't proud of who I was or I didn't want to represent the LGBTQ plus community in any way. It was because Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter. There was no reason for me to change the human that she was in order to fit the actress that played her. I mean, Casey. I know, I know. I'm bummed because, and you called this out, like it's pretty rare for Disney to ever do queer inclusion of any kind. So the fact that this was offered to her, I wish she said yes. I don't know. I also don't think that it changes her character. Um, Maybe I'm thinking about it because like in high school, I hadn't realized I was queer yet. Like there were signs, but my mind wasn't open to seeing it yet. And so she was in high school for this, too. So it just kind of seems like, oh, well, maybe she figured it out later in life and that's okay. 
Right. Yeah, that I didn't understand that line of Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter because I'm like, well, a lot of young people in high school, especially in the year 2006 <laughs> when this show was on the air, you know, pretty much I would guess most queer people in high school at that age were not out, maybe didn't even know. I think it would have been amazing to have had a Disney Channel show with a lesbian mom. And I hope it happens soon with another show because that sounds amazing. I know. And I also just side note, always thought that she dressed super gay in the original show. Which, which I think the lead does have some leeway with the costume designer of like what kind of things you want to wear. And I just kind of always thought that she was able, she was kind of like figuring herself out in that way. I don't know. I don't know. I I think, I think I agree with you. We definitely could have had a gay Raven mom. (laughs) Yeah, it it was, she was definitely kind of coded queer. Well, all right, Disney, you're not off the hook. (laughs) You want to show with gay parents. All right. Well, moving on in a lengthy interview with Seth Meyers, John Mulaney talked about what it was like to have a bunch of his comedian friends a stage an intervention for him. I remember walking in and going, okay, <laughs> okay. And then um, I did, God, I needed to be the smartest person in the room, even at the intervention. So I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember saying to all of you, <laughs> before you all read your letter, <laughs> I have a drug problem. (laughs) He went on to say that while he's ultimately grateful for what his friends did, in the moment he didn't want an intervention and he only realized the gravity of the situation because he was sitting in a room full of comedians, including Seth and Fred Armisen, and no one was making any jokes. So, Casey, I know the big headline news from their conversation was obviously uh, that he's expecting a baby with Olivia Munn. However, the conversation in full, it's like a 20 minute conversation, which is crazy long for late night TV. And um, it's really just John and Seth, these two very close friends and collaborators going deep on his past year, which has been obviously a really, really wild yeah you know it honestly was probably pretty smart of him to have that like emotional and raw conversation out in the open like that because otherwise people would just continue to have those conversations amongst their friends in groups online etc because of just like you know when you are a celebrity people are going to talk about you so yeah i do think that was a good play and overall you know all of this sounds incredibly tough and sure he's laughing about it but you know proud of anyone who is on the road to recovery and has friends to support them really funny comedian friends i know you know he he jokes at one point in the conversation that you know this year has made him tabloid fodder and it's it's so true and it's really unexpected because you know you never would have put him in the camp mm-hmm. of like a kardashian right. you know where you're like paying attention to his every move. But yeah, he went from being a very sort of like land, uh, white bread, just like kind of boring guy, you know, and we we had what we thought was an understanding of what his life was like. And the past year has really challenged that understanding for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, of course, just wish him well in his recovery and I hope he's doing okay. All right, well, moving on, we all have different relationships with TikTok. Some of us may use it to mindlessly scroll, that's me. Uh, For others, it could be a source of income. And then for some people, it's become a way to connect and build a community. And there have been some kind of surprising communities that have cropped up on the app. One of those communities is people living with dissociative identity disorder, aka multiple personality disorder. You can find accounts where people are producing videos featuring their different personalities. And like anything on the internet, it's become highly controversial. 
Today, we're talking with writer Jessica Lucas about the piece she wrote for Input titled Inside TikTok's Booming Dissociative Identity Disorder Community. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So before we can really dive into what the DID community looks like on TikTok, we need to talk about what it is. So most of us may be more familiar with the term multiple personality disorder, but we now call it dissociative identity disorder. Can you give us a broad definition of what the disorder is? Sure. So DID is a response to inescapable trauma uh, experienced over many years in childhood. It's an extreme form of dissociation, which allows the mind to escape when the body can't, uh, or at least that's what I've been told by psychiatrists. The result of this dissociation is a person or a system with DID. So someone who has multiple identities that they switch between, usually to cope with different parts of life. It's like taking each part of a single personality and turning it into a whole person, but those people have to share the same brain. You know, when did you first become aware that there was a thriving DID community on TikTok? Uh, So I have to credit my friend Frankie with this, who is far more educated on pop culture than I am. She was trying to explain Trisha Paytas to me. uh, And during this explanation, she ended up talking about a period of time where Trisha Paytas was arguing with the DID community on YouTube. I believe she had claimed to have DID at that time. At that time, I was working on my next angle for input. I was desperate for it to be about TikTok. So I put DID into TikTok and, you know, over 1 billion views for this tiny niche community. And then I went down the rabbit hole. And, you know, like you said, these creators describe themselves as systems, meaning a system of personalities. What do their videos and content typically look like? So a lot of the videos mirror what you'd see from vloggers usually. It's alters, so different personalities talking about their days, their individual identities. They're very keen on this because they like to be seen as individual people. Especially there's a lot of stuff of alters reacting to the same thing. So let's say seven personalities sharing a body will all eat the same food and tell you what they think about it. Uh, A lot of the content revolves around showing that each alter in a system is indeed a different person. They also do a lot of live streams and the live streams predominantly focus on switching. So the state of moving between personalities. And you know, it is interesting what you say about like how these different personalities are different people and react different ways because for several of the people you spoke to, their videos are filmed or either include their partners and their partners have different relationships with the different personalities, correct? Yes. Yeah. So um, it depends on which system you're talking about. It varies for each system. They tend to have different sexualities if you go between alters. So some alters in a system might have a more platonic relationship with the partner because they might be asexual uh, or they might be a different gender. Uh, I think the A system, for example, three alters in a system of about 27 are in a romantic relationship with the wife of the A system. Wow. Well, we'll be right back to talk more about DID and TikTok with writer Jessica Lucas. At 
SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Zoe Deschanel and I'm so excited to be joined by my friends and castmates, Hannah Simone and Lamorne Morris, to recap our hit television series, New Girl. Join us every Monday on the Welcome to Our Show podcast, where we'll share behind the scenes stories of your favorite New Girl episodes, reveal the truth behind the legendary game True American, and discuss how the show got made with the writers, guest stars, and directors who made the show so special. Fans have been begging us to do a New Girl recap for years, and we finally made a podcast where we answer all your burning questions like, is there really a bear in every episode of New Girl? Plus, each week you'll hear hilarious stories like this. At the end when he says, you got some Schmidt on your face, I feel like I pitched that joke. I believe that. I feel like I did. I'm not a thousand percent. I want to say that was, I I, I tossed that one out. Listen to the Welcome to Our Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL is back and the NFL app has you covered. So get ready for football all season long and just tap into the NFL app. NFL, baby, let's make it happen. Just tap in to watch your local and primetime games all season. Now through Super Bowl 56. For the end zone, touchdown! Get up-to-the-minute news, videos, highlights, stats, and more on all your favorite teams and rookies to watch. Welcome to the NFL! Download to your mobile device today at nfl.com slash mobile or in your app store. Certain restrictions and data rates may apply. Welcome back. We're talking with writer Jessica Lucas about TikTok's growing dissociative identity disorder community. As part of your research, you spoke with a TikTok creator who has amassed a huge following called the A-System. I want to play a quick clip from one of their videos. Hey everyone, it's Asher, the best alter. And we're talking about roles right now and what our roles are in the system. I am emotional support alter. I also consider myself the social alter. If we're going into a social situation, I'm the one that's going to be handling it. If we're going to be hanging out with friends or doing anything like that, I'm definitely the one that's going to be involved. Also, when our emotions get too out of whack, I'll be the one stepping in to handle it. I will, I will love you all. So I'm curious, what did the A system tell you about what it's like being such a big part of the TikTok DID community? So I can only speak for Asha, who was just in that clip. He's one author within the system and the one I think that predominantly appears on social media. He said that the whole system found a lot of comfort in the DOD community. So he spoke about the sense of belonging the system had found on TikTok and how freeing it was for each author to be recognized as themselves rather than a part of Chris's body, Chris being the host of the system. And everyone I talked to from within the community that was active on TikTok emphasized that they found it was a place they leaned on for support and that they felt accepted and understood there. You know, in your piece, you do a really good job of staying neutral, but there's a lot of people who are skeptical of these accounts. And we've seen this for a lot of other things on TikTok as well. What kind of criticism are they facing? So there's a lot of criticism about the DOD community from all kinds of perspectives. I know my editor and I at Input spent a long time debating about how much of that we should include. Uh, There's obviously the subreddits I talk about in the piece. 
like DID cringe where people with DID on social media are heavily scrutinized and fake claimed. So accused of faking their disorder for clout or attention or fame. There's also a general lack of belief from people in the psychiatric community or the academic community that DID even exists in the first place. Some people believe that the disorder is developed after diagnosis through therapy rather than something inherent within people. You know, there are also a lot of people who say these accounts are not a good representation of what DID actually looks like. What do people mean when they say that? So the professionals I spoke to for the article had a wildly different impression of DID from their in real life patients than what you saw on TikTok. I think for most people, it's the fluid switching between personalities and lack of amnesia that looks wrong. Uh, Amnesia and difficulty switching between personalities or states is something that people with DID report they struggle with usually. There's also a certain amount of shame associated with DID, at least that's what I was told by psychiatrists. So to have people who were so open and almost excited about the disorder, I think may not have completely represented how the whole community feels. Mm. I did like that there was one doctor who had said something along the lines of like, but just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not true. So I do like that there are professionals that are open to being like, okay, just because I haven't had that patient doesn't mean that these people's experiences aren't correct. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, you know, while these people are influencers, they went out of their way to open up about a very vulnerable part of their lives and their existence. So you kind of have to respect that. I didn't want to make it feel like I double crossed them after they'd open up to me. So Right. And, you know, really these questions about representation of DID definitely expand far past TikTok. DID is often misportrayed in media by people who do not have the disorder. So like, what's the reaction been like to the way DID has been represented in films like Split? So I wish, I really wish we could have fit this into the article, but there simply wasn't enough space. Everyone I spoke to hated that film (laughs) with a passion. Everyone, the psychiatrists, the influencers, people from the wider community, they all despise it. And I think it's because the portrayal, at least by the community, is seen as quite reductive. And Split and other portrayals of DID place a lot of emphasis on the idea that people with DID are dangerous. And I think if for whatever reason each of us had a mental illness that meant we were portrayed as monstrous in popular culture, we would probably be upset about it too. Um, You know, Dr. Miller, who who you referenced earlier, said in the article, people with DID are much more likely to harm themselves than others. Um, And portrayals like Split, they further stigmatize the condition. So that is why there's so much animosity towards it. It is. And it's that awful first instinct to be scared of things you don't understand. And uh, which is so great to see people in this community speaking openly about it. And, you know, I like in your piece that it's explained that many people watch this content because they're interested in how people with DID get through the day when, you know, these systems could be switching 50 to 70 times per day. But, you know, also several of them spoke about, you know, like what it's like to feel like being called a liar. Like, you know, not just once, but repetitively by thousands of people. And I'm just interested in how this is helpful for the DID users themselves. And you had mentioned the the community they feel, the positivity from that. So 
overall, is this a positive experience for these systems? I think so. At least the ones I spoke to, it made them feel more accepted and it also helped them to explore their DID. It is quite a terrifying diagnosis for people and having a space where you can safely explore it as you go through therapy, as you decide how you want to treat it and also to communicate with others who have DID. It's so rare that it would be unusual to find someone in your local community who also had it. I think all of that is beneficial. Yeah. Well, you know, I am very grateful to these TikTok users for using the platform to help shed light on a disorder that a lot of people just don't understand. And we're also very grateful to you, Jessica, for joining us today and helping explain this community more. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, Disney Channel, if you're listening, we demand a show with gay parents. I hope that Disney Channel listens to our podcast every day. I think they listen to every episode, Casey. <laughs> All right. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. Calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's partner plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021OMG, visit Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.